I always thank my God as I remember you in my prayers because I hear about your faith in the Lord Jesus and your love for all the saints. I pray that you may be active in sharing your faith so that you will have a full understanding of every good thing we have in Christ. Your love has given me great joy and encouragement because you, brother, have refreshed the hearts of the saints. All right, good morning, Spring Branch. You good? It is good to be together this morning. Man, that was so cool, wasn't it? As we were just shouting the name of Jesus together. That's what it's all about. That's why we're here. And we want to enter into this new year with just a firm focus on the name of Jesus. And the way we're doing that is through uh, prayer. We're uh, in the middle of 21 days of prayer. You can go on our website and check out the prayer focus schedule. There's a topic for every day. Uh, we're also uh, praying for each other. As Brittany mentioned, we have a prayer, Pray For Me campaign. Uh, you can sign up to be prayed for as a family, uh, or you can sign up to pray for a child uh, or a student. So really excited about how we're stepping into the new year uh, with a heart of prayer focusing on Jesus. In order to have 2020 vision, we got to be 100% on our knees before God in prayer. So let's pray together. God, thanks so much for what you're doing in our midst. Uh, I could just sense your Holy Spirit working in this place, working in our hearts and um, Lord, I'm humbled to be up here this morning, and uh, thank you for, uh, for allowing me uh, the opportunity to share your word. I just pray that you give me the words to say. Lord, soften our hearts, open our minds, maybe draw closer to you today, God, we pray in your name. Everybody said? Amen. Amen, amen. Well, last week, we kicked off our series called Pray with uh, a prayer from Paul in the book of Ephesians. He prayed that we would have power. We would have power, power to overcome temptation, anybody need that? Power to be patient, power to forgive others, uh, power uh, just to live each day of our lives uh, with the hope of Jesus and his strength. Uh, we have New Year's resolutions, right? Anybody have resolutions that you've already broken? Yeah, I, <laughs> I raise my hand, admit that. Um, but we are, we are in the middle of a series called Pray, and today we're talking about how to be active in sharing our faith active in sharing our faith. A few weeks ago, uh, I was sitting down for a meal with some friends, and somebody volunteered to pray, and the prayer went something like this. God, I just pray that you would uh, bless our bodies, um, bless uh, the nourishment, use this body, use this food to bless the, bless the nourishment of our bodies. Uh, in, in Jesus' name, amen. We were having greasy cheese pizza, we were having fried cheese curds, and we were praying for God to do it a miracle in our bodies. <laughs> God, do, nourish my body through this food. Do something amazing. Do something impossible. I thought it was funny. Uh, one of my friends uh, recently uh, told me, he said, Heath, if my body is a temple of the Holy Spirit, then I'm a mega church. I thought that was funny. Think about that for a second. <laughs> Um, here's a question. Let's get serious. Here, here's a question. If you were to pray for someone you love to have a full understanding of everything good they have in Christ, what kind of prayer would you pray? We all know people, maybe it's a spouse or a friend or a coworker, aunt and uncle. We know somebody and we care about them. We love them and we want them to experience the fullness of God, right? So what does that prayer sound like? Well, what, what, what do we pray for 
in order for them to have a full understanding of who God is in their life. May they read the Bible more, right? That's, that's, that's important. May they pray more, that, that's important too. What if I told you that one of the keys to growing in our understanding of who God is is to be active in sharing our faith, to be active in sharing the faith that God has given us? Does that sound kind of weird? That in order to, to know God more and experience all of who he is, that we need to, to be active in sharing our faith. Well, let me take you to one of the letters that, that Paul wrote. Uh, I think it'll shed some light on this truth. Paul wrote a letter uh, to this guy named Philemon. It was his friend Philemon, and Philemon was a successful businessman, and Philemon hosted a house church in his home, in his living room. You might call it a small group. Many of us are in a small group. I'd recommend you getting into a circle uh, where we can just pray together and serve together and study the scriptures together. We've got small groups that meet throughout the city during the week. But he hosted this small group in his home and he was committed as a follower of Christ. And Paul wrote this letter to Philemon. Most of Paul's letters are written to groups of people, to churches like the Ephesians and Colossians and Corinthians. But this particular letter was written to a specific person, his friend Philemon. And this is what he says. Verse four, Philemon, I always thank God for you as I remember you in my prayers because I hear of your faith in the Lord Jesus and your love for all the saints. And then he says, verse six, I pray that you may be active in sharing your faith. Remember last week we talked about big, specific prayers. God doesn't want us to pray these small, general prayers prayers. He wants us to come to him boldly with a faith-filled prayer, believing that he can do the impossible. He wants us to have specific, big, faith-filled prayers. And uh, Paul models this in a great way. I pray this, fill in the blank, so that you'll be filled with the goodness of God, so that you can have power. This is how Paul prays. This is how he wants us to pray. I pray you'll be active in sharing your faith so that you'll have a full understanding of every good thing we have in Christ. And then verse 10, he says, I appeal to you for my child Onesimus. There's a name, moms and dads, if you're gonna have a child, Onesimus. Say that 10 times fast. Whose father I became in my imprisonment. So this is kind of what happened here. This is kind of what happened here. Onesimus was a slave to Philemon. He was an employee in the house of Philemon, and for one reason or another, Onesimus escaped, and he fled to Rome, and he crossed paths with Paul. Divine appointment, I think, right? What if we saw every conversation during the day as a divine appointment and an opportunity to share our faith with others, and that's how Paul treated this moment with Onesimus, and Paul shares his faith, he shares the good news with this guy, Onesimus, who was rebelling and who was fleeing his, his job. And Onesimus apparently receives Jesus into his heart and his life is changed, it's transformed. He goes uh, from, from blind to seeing, he goes from death to life and he is transformed. And Paul writes this letter to Philemon basically saying, hey, there's this guy, Onesimus, and he says that he is from your household and that he has been working for you. 
And there's this, this moment of realization for Paul where Paul's like, now wait a second, Philemon, you have never heard of Jesus? Nobody's ever told you of the gospel? But wait, you, you work for my friend Philemon? Wait, wait a second. How is this possible that my partner in the gospel, my friend Philemon, who, who has a faith, who, uh, who has a love for all the saints, and saints means just like other Christians, other believers. I know, I know my friend Philemon. He has a love for God. He has a love for, for others. But yet here you are, and you're saying that you've never heard the gospel, and that Philemon never shared his faith with you? Are you with me? And so let's read this again with that context in mind. I always thank God for you, Philemon, as I remember you in my prayers, because I hear of your faith in the Lord Jesus and love for all the saints. But I pray, I challenge you, that you may be active in sharing your faith so that you will have a full understanding of every good thing we have in Christ. And here's my buddy, Onesimus. We've got to know each other. And I'm sending him back to you as a partner in ministry, as a partner in the gospel. And he is on fire for Jesus. I want you to partner with him so that you can go out and be active in your faith, sharing your faith with others. I think that's the backstory here. And I think that's God's challenge to us this morning. Friends, it is a dangerous place. It is a dangerous place to get comfortable in our own little Christian bubble. It's dangerous because we become inward in our thinking and we don't see others around us who are lost and hurting and confused like a sheep without a shepherd. But God has given us a gift. He's given us an incredible thing. That is his presence and his love and the good news and the gift of Jesus. And we have an opportunity to share that gift with others every single day. May we not be guilty like Philemon. There was somebody in his midst every day that he did not share his faith with. That's what Paul is challenging him to do, to be active in sharing his faith. Why is it that we don't share our faith? Why is that? We get busy, you know, our schedule's full. We're going from point A to point B. Life's in the fast lane, Heath. I just don't have time to share my faith. I think there's some truth to that. I, I can relate to that. Maybe we think it's weird, you know? Maybe we think it's just kind of out of the ordinary and just kind of forced, right, to tell people about Jesus. Uh, but you already have relationships with people, right? You already have relationships with people. Maybe it's people at school or at work or in your neighborhood. And so you developed a relationship. You, de you developed a trust there. And so when the time is right, you have an opportunity to share your faith. Well, I think the number one, I believe the number one reason why we don't share our faith is because we don't think we know enough. <laughs> we don't think we know enough about God. We don't think we have all the answers. So God, because I don't know enough, because I don't know all these verses by memory, because I don't know every theological answer to every theological question, I'm just not gonna go there because I don't wanna be caught, backed into a corner without an answer. Any of us can relate to that, I think, here this morning. We don't think we know enough, but did you see what happened here in this letter? Paul is saying, don't let the lack of knowledge keep you from going out and sharing your faith. He says, be active in sharing your faith so that he like flips it around. He says, so that 
you will have a greater understanding of who God is. Just take that step. Take that step and share your faith. And as a result, you will deepen your understanding of who God is. God will reveal even more of who he is to you. That's the exciting part. But we live in this comfortable, safe little bubble sometimes and we, we, we don't go out into the darkness. We retreat into our homes. God didn't say, go hide in your home. He said, go shine in the darkness. He said, don't, don't retreat from others far from God. Pursue them and reach them. Stop judging others who are different from you who don't believe what you believe and start loving them. He says, be proactive. The Great Commission, it's a small word, go, but it's, it is chock full of just, of, of, of challenge to us. And it's clear, God says, go and make disciples of all nations. Be salt and light here on earth. Be a light in this world. We know that challenge, and we know the importance of going out and sharing our faith, but are you actually doing it? Are you actually sharing your faith? If I did a survey this morning, I don't know how many people out of 10 would say, yeah, last week, Heath, I boldly shared my faith with somebody. Maybe one out of 10, maybe two out of 10, I, I don't know. Are we actively sharing our faith with others? And you know, I, my goal this morning is that, is that we would uh, not be so intimidated, intimidated by that, right? The word evangelism is like this, oh my gosh, this like crazy word. And that's for only the qualified people, only educated people. I wanna break it down to you and it's some simple ways that we can share our faith. One way is to be direct. <laughs> That's kind of the obvious, right? Be clear, be direct. And I believe that many of us have developed a kind of relationship with people that we can be direct. We've earned the right to be heard. Not that we've been perfect in our example and there's some humility there. There's a chance to kind of level the playing field and say, you know what, I haven't done it all, it all right. But God has forgiven me, he's given me grace. Peter, in the early church, he was bold, he was courageous. Remember, he was this fisherman. Uh, but God doesn't call the qualified, he qualifies the call, you remember? And Peter stands up in front of hundreds and hundreds of people, and he is clear. He says, repent, repent for the forgiveness of sins, repent. <laughs> I love that. He doesn't mince words. He doesn't beat around the bush. And hundreds and hundreds of people came to know Christ and were baptized. I mean, if I could be alive during one point in history, it'd be the early church. I know it's kind of a pastor thing to say, but man, how exciting would that have been? Just a fire burning, just a revival sitting across the earth. People hearing about Christ for the first time. Peter was direct, he was clear. He was clear. Remember, in college, I went on this spring break trip to the University of Texas, the Longhorns, Hook'em Horns, right? And our assignment was to go out onto the campus and evangelize and share our faith with other people. And I was so intimidated. I mean, I was majoring in religion, minoring in communications. I was on a seminary route to be a pastor. But here I was roaming around the campus trying not to make eye contact with anybody. And we had four hours. I'm like, how long is this gonna last? But our job was to come back and report what God did and how he used us. And I'm like, man, I've got a half hour left. I gotta have something. And out of nowhere, I think it was just a gift from God, uh, I saw somebody with an Ohio State hat, of all places, University of Texas, and so I went up to him, I'm like, hey, you a Buckeye fan, that's crazy, what's it like being a Buckeye fan here on the University of Texas campus? And so we started talking about the Buckeyes and 
he asked me what I was doing there, and, and I said, well, I'm just here touring the area, and uh, oh, yeah, I, I, you know, I should get back to my, my touring group. <laughs> I was kind of wimping out a little bit, but I felt my heart beating, my palms sweating. I was like, actually, we, we're, we're, I'm here, uh, part of a mission trip, and you know, we're, we're, we're telling people about Jesus. <sighs> I felt like I just ran. I felt like I just ran five miles. I'm like, oh, gosh. He's like, Jesus, tell me about this guy, Jesus. I'm like, okay. So I just told him what God had done in my life, and he's like, really, man, that's so cool. And, and he ended up praying a prayer and asking Jesus into his life. It was just amazing. It was incredible. It was, it, it, it was yeah. But it, it, it wasn't me. It was totally God's, God's strength within me. I was playing golf a few weeks ago, down in Florida, and you know, anytime I jump onto a foursome with guys I don't know, I just kind of like uh, allow it to be a secret that I'm a pastor for as long as possible. <laughs> just so we all act natural, you know, so nobody's like trying to be fake or anything. But um, so, but about four holes in, they ask me what I did for a living. I'm like, well, I'm a pastor, and they're like, <laughs> sorry, 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 sorry for all those. F-bombs I just threw out there. <laughs> so I was like, no, no worries, just be yourself. Have fun out here, you know, I'm just out here having fun too. I'm not perfect, right? But over the course of two days playing with these guys, the doors just started to open for me to share my faith with them, and uh, it was just a really cool opportunity. Um, th th they said, I'm sorry, probably like 100 times. Like, <laughs> they sliced it into the woods, or like, bloop, 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 bloop. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, Pastor, sorry, Pastor. <laughs> it was pretty funny. Um, be direct, be direct. It's the first way to share your faith. Second way is to share your story. Share your story. Remember in John 9, there was a blind guy from birth and Jesus crossed paths with him and this guy, this guy was healed. He was healed miraculously, supernaturally. He was blind from birth and all of a sudden he encountered the power, the dunamis, the explosive, miraculous power of Jesus and he was able to see and he was, he was so humbled and amazed. He's like, what just happened? The Pharisees are like, no, nah, he wasn't really blind. I, I don't believe in, in, in supernatural. But this guy's like, well, I don't know what happened. I don't know all the theological answers, every theological question, whatever. All I know is, I love this part. All I know is, everybody say it with me. I was blind, but now I see. Maybe some of us can relate to that. All we gotta do is share our story. I was Anxious, I was depressed, but because of Jesus, I've been set free and I have peace and hope. All I know is I was rejected from church and had a bad experience, but because of Jesus and the forgiveness that he offered me, I, I was able to forgive them. All I know is, all I know is I had this problem. You, you filled in the blank. You filled in the blank. All I know is I was this way, but because of the power of Jesus, I've been transformed and I am different today. There's a young man uh, who's part of our church community. I've gotten to know him, his name's Taylor, and uh, about a year ago or so, he was in this place and he was worshiping God and he'd have a rough time in life and he had a struggle with addiction for a time and he met Jesus and he surrendered his life to him and he would tell me, Heath, like, I'm not perfect, I don't know all the answers, I'm trying to read my Bible, but all I know is, I have an opportunity to share what God has done for me. And he sent me this like reference recommendation thing and I filled it out and I'm like, what's this for? And he said, well, I'm going into the prisons. 
I'm going into the jail and I'm sharing my story and my faith with people. And he's telling me all these stories of these hard, you know, nosed dudes in prison who are having their hearts softened by the tender love of Jesus. It's this amazing thing. We have an opportunity every day to share our story. I was lost, but now I'm found because of Jesus. Be direct yet loving. Share your story and invite people to church. Take a look to your right, to your left, in front of you, behind you, not to the person that you came with or that you know, but to the empty seat. God has given us an amazing place here to worship. We have empty seats and empty parking spaces. Be a bringer. Don't come to church unless you bring somebody. Just kidding. Well, I mean, it's a little extreme, but you get the point. Be a bringer. Have an outward focus. Invite others. Invite others. Have an outward focus. Share your faith by inviting people to come to church with you. Just say, come and sit with me. Maybe you don't have the words to say. Just say, hey, come to, church. Come to my church. Sit with me. Remember the story of the Samaritan woman? Remember that story? Jesus is crossing through Samaria on purpose because he knew that he was gonna cross paths with somebody who needed some hope. And sure enough, he interacted with a Samaritan woman by a well and he was telling her all about this living water, this hope and this peace that would never run out. And she's like, well, tell me more about this. And he ended up uh, telling her about grace and love, but he also spoke the truth and he told her about all the husbands she's had and the guy she was currently living with was not her husband and she's like, wow, this is kind of crazy. But she was so amazed by just the strong presence of Jesus, the grace and truth of Jesus, that she went back to her village and she told everybody she knew about this Jesus who fully knew her yet fully loved her at the same time. That's what we all want, right? Somebody who fully knows us yet fully loves us. And so she invited her whole village to come back to the well to hear about Jesus. And that's what we get to do. Maybe you serve uh, in your neighborhood, maybe you serve at your child's school, maybe you, maybe you serve out in the community, maybe you coach a team, maybe you work at a certain workplace or go to a certain school, live in a certain neighborhood, but God has put you there on purpose for a purpose and you have an opportunity to share the gift with them, to share your faith with them and to invite them to come to Spring Branch invite them to sit with you and see and experience the love of Jesus. Uh, I, I want to show you this, this diagram uh, that uh, Craig Rochelle uh, shared at one point. Um, the top, you see uh, a person who is sharing their faith, active and sharing their faith. Maybe it's inviting somebody to church. Maybe it's, um, maybe it's being direct, like I said. Maybe it's sharing your story, but you're sharing your faith, and what happens is lives change around you. Lives are impacted around you, right? And then you develop a deeper, greater understanding of who God is. You fall more in love with God. You experience more of his presence in your life, and it, you taste more of God. You crave more of God, and you taste and crave more opportunities to share your faith. You have this positive, forward, spiritual momentum Anybody need that? Anybody find themselves lukewarm or apathetic, going through the motions in your faith? Guess what? All you gotta do is start sharing your faith 
and you develop this greater understanding, and you have this outward focus. And then it just, it just picks up momentum, and you can't get enough of those opportunities to share your faith. Is that what's happening in your life, or are you not sharing your faith because you're too busy, or you think it's too weird, you don't know enough, and you don't see lives impacted around you? I mean, we all wanna make a difference in life, right? You don't see lives impacted around you, you don't have a better understanding of who God is, and you develop this inward, selfish focus. And I'm guilty of that at times. God wants us to step into the darkness boldly with his bright light. He wants us to go reach others, not retreat from others who are far from God. He wants us to love others instead of judge them. Be direct, share your story, invite people to church, and finally, live a life that other people want. How many of you have observed somebody else and you're like, man, something's different about that guy. Something's different about her. They have this hope and this peace about them. It's, this is interesting to me. Are we living a life that demands an explanation? Are people tasting something different in us, how we interact with them? You know, I have a friend named Bob who attends here at Spring Branch, and he's just an incredible man of God. And I remember visiting him in his house a few weeks ago. He had a, a terrible bike accident, broke his hip. Many of you know Bob. He's one of our, he's one of our brothers here at Spring Branch. And uh, I remember going up to him, I'm just saying, Bob, I'm so sorry. Like, this is, this is a terrible thing. And just, I'm sure you're just like, just having a real hard time, right? And, you know, he's like, yeah, it's, it's hard, it's, it's tough. But he, like, turned up the worship music louder and he's like, I have this stack of books and I'm just taking advantage of this extra space in my schedule to just read and grow my relationship with God. And, and I've seen God use this crisis and this challenge in my life. And I'm just like, well, okay, <laughs> all right then. Wow, wow. I mean, how many of you have met somebody who's in the middle of a, of a, of a cancer journey or some kind of health situation? Maybe they've changed jobs or in the middle of a move, or maybe they're struggling with a rebellious child, or whatever their situation is, they have every reason to doubt. They have every reason to have this inward focus. But because of the hope that is in them, they've chosen to have an outward focus. And they're sharing their faith with others in the middle of what very well could be a very selfish inward time. Amazing. Live a life other people crave and want. Live a life that demands an explanation. It says in Psalm 90, it says, God, give me a heart of wisdom as I number my days. Teach me to number my days so I may gain a heart of wisdom. What's that mean? It means knowing how short this life is. It says in James that we are like a mist that appears and then disappears. Life is flying by a warp speed, wouldn't you agree? God has given us one shot, one shot here on earth to share the hope that he has given us. Take advantage of opportunity every day to share your story, to share the hope and the peace that is within you because eternity hangs in the balance. A faith worth having is a faith worth sharing. A gift worth having is a gift worth sharing. Anybody recognize this gift? If you were here for Christmas Eve services, I showed you this gift, beautifully wrapped, not by me, I stay in my lane. 
It was wrapped by my beautiful wife, right over here. But this gift, as I said at Christmas Eve, represents the original Christmas gift. God loved the world so much that he sent his only son, Jesus, and he was born a manger. And from the manger to the cross, he showed us how to love others, how to be patient towards others, how to have compassion towards others and forgive others. Ultimately, he laid down his life for us on the cross. Not because we, des we, we deserved his love because of our good works. He said, it is finished. He did all the work for us. And we just need to receive the gift of salvation and live in that reality every day, knowing that we have been forgiven and loved no matter what. And there were 30, 35 people in this room who received that gift for the first time. That was awesome. And many of you have received this gift at one time or another. Maybe you were five, eight, 10, 20, 50. Whatever age that was, you received the gift. What have you been doing with the gift? What have you been doing with what God has given you? Or if, if we're not sharing the gift with others, we're just experiencing a part of the gift. This gift is meant to be re-gifted, right? It's meant to be a gift that keeps on giving. You see, the more that we give this gift away, the more that we will be blessed, the more that we, we will have a greater faith and a greater appreciation for the love that God has for us, we'll begin to experience in a deeper way his presence and all that he is. When you give, when you bless others, you will be blessed in return. What are you doing with the gift that God has given you? Maybe it's through your time. Maybe it's serving on a team here at Spring Branch using the gifts God has given you. Maybe it's, uh, maybe it's your treasure. Maybe, you're, maybe God is calling you to give to others, give to local charities, local nonprofits, or give to Spring Branch to support this mission. I love what Bob Goff says in his book, Love Does. He's like, well, I, I got a, I'm a lawyer. I teach a little bit. I got a day job, but you know what I call it? A fundraiser. Honey, I'm going to my fundraiser today. I'm gonna to go raise some funds in order to give to my local church, in order to give to my favorite mission. What we've been given, God wants us to give to others. He wants us to take the gift that we have received and give it generously to others. When we go, we will grow. When we go, we will grow. We will grow in our understanding of who God is and all that he wants us to be. You know, one, once a month, we, uh, we, we gather, we, we receive the community fund and we'll do that um, in the next couple of weeks. But during each service, each Sunday, we, we collect the offering. We, we, we ask you to, to give through your financial means in order to support this mission that God has given us here at Spring Branch, to bring faith and life together, to draw others who are far from God uh, closer to God. So I just wanna challenge you today. I wanna challenge you today, this week, this month, this year, this decade, to take a step. Generosity is only generosity when you feel a little uncomfortable, right? When it interrupts your lifestyle a little bit. It's not generosity if you, if you just give safely, if you give risk-free. And I don't want you to give out of obligation because I'm telling you to give. I want you to give out of a cheerful heart, a heart that's overflowing in love for God and love for the local church and what you get to be a part of. I wanna challenge you in this new year to take a step, to take a step. 
and take the gift that God has given you and give it. Give it away. Give it away. Give it away. The ushers are going to come forward and you have an opportunity to give. Some of you give online. You automate your gift online, which is great. I just want to challenge you to give generously. A financial gift, maybe it's your time this year. Um, Share your faith. Share what God has given you with others. Let's pray. God, thank you so much for for giving to us. You are a generous God. We didn't deserve your love. We didn't deserve your grace. But God, you, you gave to us anyway. May we take the gift you've given us and give it to others. Because a faith worth having is a faith worth sharing. We know that as we go, we will grow. As we go out into this world, into the the darkness, God, grow our faith as we're a part of this divine story that you're writing in our lives. Thank you, God, for all that you are. We love you, Jesus. pray all this in your name. God I serve knows only how to triumph.